Hi, welcome to the Chasing Squirrels Testimonies of Active Faith Podcast. This is Trish McCarthy, and I am your host. If you've been listening for a while, you know that there are different types of episodes that I like to publish, and I've been working on, and I'm almost 99% finished with the latest episode that I was actually going to record today, which is a Triple T testimony or a takeaway teaching and a tip based on the latest testimony, which was Lisa's testimony Uh, Faith Comes by Hearing, and that was my intention, but I'm chasing a squirrel, so this is the first squirrel episode of the season, of season three, and this is being first aired or published or released on Good Friday, 2022. Today is April 15th, 2022, and that is when I'm recording it, and um, so this is what I decided to do today. I've just been, Good Friday, for every reason, just always hits me so hard every year. I love holidays in general. I love all holidays and can make a huge celebration out of any of the holidays, including um, even St. Patrick's Day and (laughs) Arbor Day. No, I'm just kidding. But I do love holidays. Um, But as I've like just been walking with the Lord and learning more and more about him and our life in him and, and his love for us, Easter and especially Good Friday is just becoming, those are becoming my favorites. And so anyway, I was just thinking about it today and just thinking about why it's called Good Friday and started uh, just reading a little bit and doing a little bit of research. And I came across this really great article on Crosswalk. And it was written last year, this time last year, by, I do not know the author. Her name's Heather Riggleman. She's a contributing writer to Crosswalk. And anyway, I came across this article and I basically what I want to do is I just want to read excerpts of it to you because um, I think that this is just a day sometimes that we can overlook. Like I was really excited because I couldn't wait for this day to come so that we could have obviously a day off from work. I always can appreciate having a day off and a, a, a day of rest, a day with my family. But more importantly than that, there's just so much meaning, so much um, that we can just reflect on, on about this day. And there's just, there's just a lot there about Good Friday. So that's my heart today is I just want to share with you uh, this article that I read that I just found to be really, um, really good. And so I'm just going to read to you some of the things that I read today and then I'm going to pray so okay this uh the the title of the article is why is it called good friday and i'm just gonna i'm gonna start at the beginning if anyone has viewed oops somebody just called me <laughs> i answered the wrong button if anyone has viewed the passion of christ where the last hours of jesus are shot in excruciating detail most would question why good friday is called good friday At least that was my thought between wincing over the lashes and the obvious pain Jesus was experiencing. As a new Christian, the movie came highly recommended to learn about Good Friday and Easter. But I wondered, why is it called Good Friday when it's the day Jesus brutally died? So why is it called Good Friday? For Christians, Good Friday is a crucial day of the year because it celebrates what we believe to be the most pivotal day in the history of the world. On Good Friday, Jesus willingly suffered and died 
by crucifixion as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. D.A. Carson wrote, It was not nails that held Jesus to that wretched cross. It was his unqualified resolution out of love for his Father to do his Father's will, and it was his love for sinners like me. It is a good day because he traded places for you and for me. It is a good day because it was the day he conquered sin and death so that we will never be apart from God on this side of heaven or the other. If you had asked his friends, family, and disciples on the day he died, they wouldn't have said it was a good day when all hope seemed lost. Evil and death seemed to have triumphed. But their responses would have been very different three days later because the forces of evil had been defeated. Death had been destroyed. And from that point on, we all have a way to be free of sin and death. Still, some have debated where the name of Good Friday originated. Justin Holcomb wrote, Some Christian traditions do take this approach. In German, for example, the day is called I'm going to butcher this name, Karfreitag or Sorrowful Friday. In English, in fact, the origin of the term good is debated. Some believe it is developed from an older name, God's Friday. Regardless of the name, Good Friday, I'm sorry, regardless of the origin, the name Good Friday is entirely appropriate because the suffering and death of Jesus, as terrible as it was, marked the dramatic culmination of God's plan to save his people from their sin. It is called Good Friday because by Jesus' death, he became the final, complete sacrifice for our sins. We couldn't have erased our sins. Our hands would have been forever stained with every single sin for a lifetime. But Jesus broke the bonds of death and sin. So what happened on Good Friday? So how did Jesus die for us? What happened that day? The Bible says his disciple and friend Judas betrayed Jesus' whereabouts in the Garden Gethsemane. He was arrested and taken to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest, priest, which was an informal late-night meeting of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling council. They had plotted to put Jesus on trial. They were looking for evidence that would justify putting him to death, but they couldn't find any. Finally, the high priest demanded, Jesus, tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus then replied, I am, and you will see me, the Son of Man, sitting at God's right hand and coming back on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest said, you have just heard his blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? What is your verdict? They all shouted, he deserves death. Then they spat in Jesus' face and started beating him. After he was convicted in their mock trial, they took him to Pilate because they did not have the authority to put anyone to death under Roman law. They falsely accused Jesus of treason against the Roman Empire for claiming to be the king of the Jews and for urging people not to pay their taxes. However, Pilate knew Jesus wasn't guilty of any crime, yet the mob wanted him crucified. So he washed his hands of it and did what the crowd wanted. At the time, crucifixion was the cruelest form of death reserved for criminals and slaves. Jesus, the Son of God, was flogged and ordered to carry a cross that he would die upon. 
After he was nailed to the cross, he was given a crown of thorns and title as king of the Jews. The cross was placed between two other men who were being crucified that day. The soldiers nailed Jesus to the cross and left him to die. They put a sign on the cross to mock Jesus that said, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Jesus struggled on the cross for six hours, and according to the Bible, when he eventually gave up his spirit, darkness fell across the land. Then, at noon, strange things began to happen. The sky grew dark for three hours, and Jesus cried out, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And then he died. The curtain of the temple was mysteriously torn in two from top to bottom, and there was a great earthquake. It was Friday afternoon, and the Sabbath would start at sundown, but it wasn't just any Sabbath. It was during the Passover celebration, making it a very special Passover. After Jesus' body was taken down from the cross, he was wrapped in strips of cloth and laid in a tomb. Roman guards were sent to guard the tomb to ensure no one stole the body or spread rumors that he wasn't dead. Finally, three days later, Jesus rose from the dead and conquered death. And then she goes on to explain, if you haven't uh, read the complete story of the crucifixion recently, today's a perfect day to revisit it. And she lists the four gospel accounts of the story. I'm just going to read to you what those are. Matthew 26, uh, 14 through 27, and also chapter 66. Mark chapter 14, 12 through 15, and chapter 47. Luke chapters 23 and I'm sorry, 22 and 23, and then John chapters 18 and 19. So if you want to, or you can just Google, uh, go back and and visit. I'm going to do that later. I haven't done that yet today, but I am going to go back and read the complete story of the crucifixion. So I think it's really important for us to remember that on this day, along with so many other things. Um, Okay, here's the next part. Why is Good Friday celebrated? Jesus went through so much for each of us to become heirs of heaven. He became the bridge when there was no bridge. Good Friday is celebrated because deep down we know the darkness within ourselves. We're aware of the sins we've committed and we know just how dark our actions and thoughts can be. As we think about the things that have stained our hands, we know deep down the things we've done are worthy of punishment, especially when we understand God's holy standards. The difficulty for us is that living for God requires sinless perfection, and none of us is perfect. Not one until Jesus came, not one, or not until he came and took our place on that Friday so long ago. This is why we need a Savior, and Scripture identifies him as Jesus Christ. We need the Savior Jesus because we need to be made holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. That's cited from Hebrews 12:14. We need a savior because we cannot save ourselves. We need a savior because without Christ, we are described as having no hope and without God in the world. That's Ephesians 2:12. Even though the Bible doesn't specifically tell us to celebrate Good Friday, we observe it and we call it Good Friday because it was a good day for humankind. God demonstrated his love for us through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. But God demonstrates his own love for this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
and that's from Galatians. And then 1 Peter 3.18 tells us, For Christ died for sinners once and for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. So no matter how you choose to observe Good Friday, knowing the story of Good Friday causes our hearts to cry out to God in humility and thanksgiving. It is a day that is holy and makes us holy because God was drawing the world to his self in Christ. Um, and then she she wrote a prayer at the end, and I, I'm, I'm just going to pray this over us because it's just, it's just beautiful. So I'm going to pray this over us. Father God, we thank you for your love and the plan you have for all of mankind. From the beginning, you loved each of us so much that you sent your son to us. We thank you for his ministry. We thank you for the life he led, and we are deeply grateful for his sacrifice on the cross. As we go into the weekend, help us remember with wonder and awe how he suffered for us, how he paid the price, and it was at such a great cost. Through the crowns of thorns and scourging, through and through the cross, you carried our sins. We pray to remember to carry our cross and heed your call to follow you. May we never forget what Christ did for us. Like a lamb to the slaughter, clothed in humility and grace, he willingly offered himself to death so that we might live forever. We are truly thankful for the extent of his love stretched out on a cruel wooden cross. We come to you in repentance and reconciliation and forgiveness. Through the power of the cross, you have redeemed us. May we not dwell on our sufferings, but leave them at your feet, trusting that you know what's best for us. Heavenly Father, how great and how gracious your great redemption plan for mankind. We thank you greatly as we walk through this day and commemorate the great love and sacrifice of your beloved son, Jesus. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Another thing that I've really been thinking about today is this one song. Um, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. I don't know if you've ever heard this song or sung it on Good Friday, but I want to read to you. I want to end by reading these verses because I, I guess it really what I was thinking about is kind of metaphorically speaking, we all have Fridays going on in our lives, like the thing that causes us to lose hope or the thing that seems dark, the, seem that th the thing that causes us grief or weariness or um, maybe it's just even silence like that you're going through where you're just feeling like you're not hearing anything. But I, I think really all of us, maybe even at any given time, there, there's like some type of Friday sometimes that we deal with, a metaphorical Friday. What What is that thing that's causing you, causing me, you know, to feel hopeless? Um, and so, but we know, <laughs> we know Sunday's coming, just like the disciples. They didn't know. They It was horrible. I can't even imagine what they went through, having their beloved Jesus killed and you know, knowing that he was the Messiah. There's, I, I can't even imagine. I can't fathom what they were going through. But they didn't know that that Sunday was coming. The three days later, we know. So we, on the other side of it, we can see and we can have such hope. That's why I love this time of year so much. Like as difficult as it is sometimes to reflect on that Friday and to think about all that Jesus went through and all, you know, just how we were a part of that, you know, it was because of, of me, it was because of my own sin, you know, that he, he was nailed on that cross. But to think about the hope that that means and that brings and, 
Um, it just, I, I'm just a little overwhelmed by it. So anyway, I was thinking about that song and I want to end with the verses of that song because this is just beautiful and full of hope. Um, this is, uh, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. And the original, I guess, writer or singer was Ron Hamilton. Here we go. Jesus walked the road to Calvary, paid the sinner's debt. The disciples' hearts were broken. Jesus' mother wept. On that dark and dreary day, God the Father turned away. See the hope of all the ages silent in the grave. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. The sky is dark, but soon another day is dawning. It's not over yet. King Jesus will prevail. Oh yes, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Every day the wicked prosper, good men suffer pain. Satan seems to gain the victory, mocking Jesus' name. Many Christians suffer so, and their tears of sorrow flow. Is the God of all the ages still on heaven's throne? When you come to death's dark valley, feeling pain and loss, just remember Christ your Savior on his rugged cross. Though he died in darkest gloom, Jesus left an empty tomb. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Christ is coming soon. And I'm going to read the refrain one more time. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. The sky is dark, but soon another day is dawning. It's not over yet. King Jesus will prevail. Oh yes, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. So I I pray that this Easter is just a really special time for you and for your family. I pray that you would have time to be alone with him, that you would have time to reflect on all that he has done personally for you, all that he has done for you and what hope you have because of what he did and because he lives, we can face tomorrow. So um, just I pray you go out and just have just the best Easter weekend, the best Good Friday, the best Easter celebration that you've ever had. Okay, I just need to make a quick correction as I was listening back to what I recorded. I misquoted a verse. It was um, Romans, not Galatians, that that verse was from, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So I just had to correct that. That's it. Have a great Easter. Bye.